And also, Zach, Zach, the third thing in my list here. You got to work on your hype, man. You got to work on your hype. <laughs> Introduce uh, somebody. Uh, you got to be like Chris, Mr. Moneyfingers, fucking had a legendary <laughs> copywriter, even though he's not dead. Over $500 million worth of sales. The only copywriter Jeff Walker ever hired in his entire career whose copy he actually used. Known as Michael Fury, internationally known relationship expert who has appeared on the Rachel Ray Show and a man who for a few years there was wearing really, really tight pants, but we don't talk about it. On this episode of the Rich Ad Poor Ad Podcast, we have Chris, a.k.a. Mr. Moneyfingers. Chris is a legendary direct response copywriter and marketer whose sales letters and VSLs have driven over $700 million in online sales. In this episode, Chris goes over different methods for copywriting to create curiosity to drive clicks, the importance of cash flow and having a savings setup for a rainy day, and navigating personal life, ego, and business when everything is going smooth. This is a great episode, y'all. You're definitely going to want to listen to this. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the Rich Ed, Poor Ed podcast. This is your host, Zach Johnson, and I'm with Mr. Dylan Carpenter today. Dylan, you ready to talk about some copywriting? Oh, yeah, especially from a legend like this guy himself, man. This is going to be super juicy. Yes, today's guest knows how to read and write. He graduated (laughs) elementary school and high school. And uh, he's currently spending uh, three to ten k a day on um, on his offer. Yeah, it used to be more. I've known today's guest for gosh, I don't even know, maybe seven to eight, nine years, Uh, maybe maybe ten years. Who knows? Um, But uh, but yeah, he's also the founder and uh, a creator of Digital Romance. And the offer, he will worship you. He's also now getting into oh. the supplement game and and mm-hmm. and getting into ecom out of uh, I should say out of his his long uh, tenure in courses and info. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, man, welcome to the show, Mr. Chris Haddad. Thanks for being here, man. You're, you're welcome, my friend Zach. A few things. Um, one, it's make him worship you. Make him make- worship. You. Oh, got it. <laughs> My bad. Not he will. He will worship you as the website, but it's make him worship you as the product. And mm. secondly, um, about high school, I have a rec- maybe you have this dream too. I have a recurring dream, and in this dream, uh, I didn't graduate high school, right? So I'm 43 now, and in the dream, I wake up and I get like a phone call from somebody and says, "Chris, you never graduated from uh, JFK." <laughs> Memorial. I have the same High dream. School. Oh no! But here's the thing. Here's the wonderful thing about it. You've never graduated from JFK Memorial High School in Grafton, Massachusetts. And in the dream, I like go back to high school, right? And like my old teachers are there, but I'm a 43 year old man near all these teenagers, which is kind of weird. And I'm trying to go to class, but I can't figure. Like I can never fight, quite figure out like where on the schedule, like what class I'm supposed to be in. Is it social studies right now? Is it whatever? Because they keep moving it. And I get all frustrated. And every single time, and there's that dream. There's a wonderful moment. Do you know what it is? I don't. <laughs> There's a moment in that dream when I realize it doesn't fucking matter if I graduated high school. <laughs> it just doesn't fucking matter. Like nobody in the marketing world is like, oh my God, Chris, you didn't graduate high school? Well, you can't possibly write copy for our multi, multi million dollar offer now. <laughs> nobody fucking gives a shit, which is one of the many things I love about marketing world. Oh and my also, gosh. Zach, Zach, the third thing in my list here, you got to work on your hype, man. You got to work on your hype. 
Introduce somebody. Uh, uh, you have to be like Chris, Mr. Moneyfingers, fucking had a legendary <laughs> copywriter, even though he's not dead. Over $500 million worth of sales. The only copywriter Jeff Walker ever hired in his entire career whose copy he actually used. Known as Michael Fury, internationally known relationship expert who has appeared on the Rachel Ray show and a man who for a few years there was wearing really, really tight pants, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> Dude, you can be our hype man for the Rich Dad Poor podcast. This is great. I'm like the I'll, anti-hype. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that for you. No problem. I enjoy that kind of thing. I was like, we got the promo right there. I mean, <laughs> we're set. Yeah. Oh, I could do more. I could do more. Come on now. No, I mean, like it the 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 cred is is legit here. Uh and uh that's why I feel like you've you've been the longest standing uh, guest that I've tried and failed to get on the yeah. show Chris yeah. I think it's, it's yeah. I, maybe going on a year maybe nine months I, I don't know but uh Dude, you know I work in dating you don't want to you don't want to give in too quickly and I will say last week was your fault <laughs> no, <it> was. <laughs> I was already like it was like last Thursday night I was like drinking bourbon with my lady having a nice night you know she's a night owl I'm like fuck I gotta be up by 10 tomorrow to do this thing <laughs> And then I wake up and he's like, I have a thing today. I lost a limb. I have to go to the hospital or whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. This is so funny. This is uh this is gonna be an amazing podcast. It's gonna be. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, man. You're you're good old old school um I'm old. good old old school long copy, man. I'm yeah, looking I'm at this sales page right now at he will worship you.com and I'm like, I've been scrolling for you know. 20 minutes and <laughs> not short not short yeah good for you dude it but it's a it's a it's an art form man so i want to know what is what is working for you these days what's what is your rich ad okay so let me talk about this for a minute so this ad this uh product uh, he will worship you make him worship you is a product i came up with i think like three years ago uh i was in a pretty tough place in my life at the time zach as you know tough place. I was crazy at the time. Um, but I still managed to come up with this offer because we had one called Language of Desire, which is still uh, converts like a motherfucker. Uh, that's on ClickBank. It's an awesome offer. It's made millions and millions of dollars worth of sales. It was a top five ClickBank offer for like five years. Awesome. The only problem was we couldn't really push it on cold traffic because it's about dirty talk. And because we live in a Puritan society, and even though it's like super duper, like it's less dirty than what you can find in like a children's website, uh, uh, depends on what, what children's website you go to, I suppose. <laughs> uh, but either way, I had to create this new one called Make Him Worship You, which is a more generic benefit, right? Because I wanted an offer that we could put on um, cold traffic, which means it needed to be pretty broad, right? It couldn't just be texture X back or something like that. Uh, that wasn't going to work. It needed to be kind of broad for that case. And I wanted it to use the exact same kind of formula that we'd had so successfully work with language desire which was the highest converting thing in the history of the niche when i put it out and might still be oh, i uh, want to know what, what was it converting at walk us through some of those stats so language desire uh i mean this was you know six seven years ago but back then i was not if we if we were launching a new offer that was like a michael fury offer or something that we had created in-house, I wanted to see at least a 8% conversion rate on our own list and on lists of like our tighter partners, right? Like Mark Lang and guys like that. So if it wasn't at least over 5% for the initial couple mailings, I was not a happy boy. And I would go back to work and make it work. And I believe LOD, I mean, there's a whole hype hype thing about LOD on our um, lander page for it, for uh, new affiliates. But there's all sorts of things. Like Brad Howard called it the highest converting thing he had ever promoted to his Venus Factor list ever. Including wow. fitness, including fitness uh, fitness offers, things like that. It converted really, 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 really well, but we couldn't push it out too broadly. 
So a couple of years ago, the affiliate base for our business kind of uh, evaporated a bit. And I don't entirely know why. Um, people that have heard me on other podcasts know I went through a lot of health issues uh, over the last decade or so. So I got hit by Lyme disease and I got hit by uh, undiagnosed bipolar kind of back to back, which was bad for people that know me well. Um, I'm very happy to be alive these days. And I'm very happy that I was smart enough to save a bunch of money when I could save a bunch of money because there were some really hard years there. But um, yeah, no, man. yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, we put that out there. We didn't really have the affiliate base anymore. I, I, I theorized that part of that was because I wasn't kind of actively in the niche because I was too sick and wasn't really pushing things forward the way I had been before. Yeah. Um, but we needed to get cold traffic to work. So we created this offer and we started to promote it on uh, YouTube traffic and did pretty well. And we have, so I created, I wrote a bunch of YouTube ads, didn't really, I've never written a YouTube ad before, didn't really know what to do. Uh, so I created a YouTube ad, uh, maybe five or six of them. And the one that worked the best was something that said something along the lines of, um, there's a forward question you must never ask a man if you want him to see you as anything beyond a hookup, but see you as a girlfriend or a possible wife. Um, if you're like most women, you probably have asked this question thinking it was a completely innocent thing to ask and that you were actually doing a good thing by asking it. But the truth is that it was the worst thing you could possibly do, blah, 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 blah. And that ad did really, really well for us. We had some other ads that we did that were kind of more standard benefit-oriented things. So we had ones that are like the three-word the three-word phrase that you can whisper into a man's ear to make him defoe to you forever or how to kiss a man to make him fall in love, which is actually a whole other product of products of ours, etc. So anyway, over the course of like a year and a half, while I was slowly crawling my, um, you know, clawing my sanity back from wherever the hell it went during all that crazy shit. Um, I tried to beat it several times. I, I would write new ads. I was like, this is really a cool idea. This is a really cool idea. I would try it, try it, try it. Could not fucking beat the ad no matter what I did. So finally, a few months ago, I sat there and I was like, man, what the fuck am I doing wrong? I'm Chris Haddad, for God's sake. Uh, no, I, I'm not that impressed with myself. <laughs> at least not anymore. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm actually uh, medicated for the bipolar these days. So I'm told I'm bipolar. And I speak slower. So this is me speaking slow. <laughs> no. Anyway, I thought to myself, okay, what am I missing psychologically here? What, what is working about this forward question? Um, ad that isn't working about these other ads that we're doing. And I could, I could dig up some of them, but um, basically they were much more benefit oriented. And I figured it out. Do you know what it is? Uh, no. <laughs> it's about how she is fucking up. That's what it is, right? The, so curiosity is how you get clicks, right? Curiosity is what matters. The thing that people are the most curious about in the world is, you got it? Do you know? Do you know? themselves yeah that was your guess it was a good guess that, that's why the whole ask method quizzes work things like that because we mm. are fundamentally interested in ourselves and what are we most interested in about ourselves how we're fucking things up and if we are the reason that things are wrong in our life right so in marketing there's this whole thing where we're like you know, whatever your problem is, it's not your fucking fault, man. It's not your fault. It's the government. It's uh, Trump, <laughs> it's Obama. It's me, maybe even. But weirdly enough, when getting the click, what seems to work even better is like, you know, honestly, <clears throat> shit, it's kind of your fault. You're the <laughs> one that's doing it wrong. Or you might be doing it wrong, maybe, right? So you might be the one that's doing it wrong. You might have asked this forward question without even knowing it. And oh my God, you need to know what this fucking question is because holy shit, it's not like if I learn this question, he's going to fall in love with me. It's like, 
fuck, have I been asking this question my entire life? And this is the reason that I'm single. Could that be it? So that anxiety is what really drew them to get the click. And weirdly enough, like our, our, the ad that works the best for us is actually um, my voice in the YouTube ad. So me saying, you know, here's the forward question. And then they go to the VSL and it's a woman's voice. And Michael Fiore is not mentioned in any way for 10 or 12 minutes into the video. Or maybe it's like five or something like that. We don't know if that works. So anyway, I thought to myself, huh, I guess what I need to do is figure out more things. They might be terrified. They're fucking up. Right. And I was like, well, what could they be? So I did a whole ad about like, um, you know, God, like how to kiss a man, the kiss you might be giving a man that pushes them away. I did one about like, you know, why, a man looks at other women and could that be about you? Uh, that's a big one. That's a big, you know, big paranoia thing, et cetera. But the one that is working the most is about, can you guess the topic? What is the thing that women are the most terrified of being bad at? Are you guys married? Do you even know women in your life? Like what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> I'm barely getting by. Yeah, Dylan <laughs> looks like the youngest of us on this call by far because I am a ye old Methuselah, and Zach just kind of looks that way from I don't know playing too much golf. I don't, I don't get it. But yes, sex, sex is the thing, right? Of course it is. So let me read you the ad. It's templated after the other one. Let me just read you the ad that I wrote that is doing the best for us. That we were scaling up two, three, four hundred sales a day, and then the iOS fourteen thing came and, and ate our testicles. Okay, so here it is. There's one simple sex mistake you must never make when being intimate with a man if you want him to see you as girlfriend material instead of just another notch on his bedpost. Do you know what this simple mistake is? As a woman, it'll probably seem completely innocent to you. But as a guy, I can tell you that when a woman does this in bed, it takes all the wind out of our romantic sails, no matter how we felt about a woman before she did it. And if, you're, if you've ever had a guy pull away from you when you wanted nothing more in the world than to have him pull you closer, it's probably because you made this sex mistake without even knowing it. In fact, if you've ever read Cosmo or advice columns written by a woman, you probably thought doing this was a good thing, even though you couldn't be more wrong. So do you know what this sex mistake is? Let me give you a hint. Never ever blank his blank with your blank. Can you fill in the blanks? <laughs> and that's a lot of women, if they know this weirdly common and slightly strange sex mistake is, and only three women out of every 100 get it right. So do you know the answer? Can you fill in the blanks? If you're absolutely sure you're right, then we have nothing else to say to each other. But if you don't know the answer, or if you just want to confirm that you do, I want you to stop whatever you're doing and go watch the special video I've put together for you at the link you see on your screen right now. And then it goes, see, my name is Michael Fiore. Here's why I'm awesome, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Man, that is some curiosity right there. Holy <laughs> crap. It is almost the exact same ad as the four-word question one, right? Like the it's like I mean structure. I mean, it is templated off of that one. I love doing this whole like I love doing the fill in the blanks thing. I really enjoy it. I came up with that years ago. I'm sure other people have done it too, but I came up with that years ago, and it's one of my favorite things in the world. The whole like never ever blank his blank with your blank. <laughs> and you're like, never ever lick his palm with your knee or it's like a mad libs thing right and your brain starts chewing on it and you're just like i need to know and the, and you might be like i'm pretty sure i know what it is but you need to be sure i actually got it from i got the idea to do that from facebook ads uh, facebook you know those facebooks you'll see that say things like only a genius can figure this out and it's like x squared plus y squared minus two equals 
four, like, you know, like, you know, like, like high school algebra shit, right. Then anybody who went to high school algebra should be able to remember. But the thing is people do it because they're like, well, I want to be a genius. Shit. I want you to tell me a genius by me doing basic mathematical equations. Who doesn't want that? So anyway, that's, that's the ad that's doing the best for us right now or was before iOS 14. Our <laughs> testicles, and we are slowly, uh, hopefully, in another week or so after being down for a month, and we were making so much money for a while. Um, and, Dude, yeah, I love hot. that. That those <laughs> style of ads are still hot too. Yeah. I got looped yeah. into that trap yesterday. Count how many squares are in the big square, and I'm like, I got this right. <laughs> you have to, and, and like, well, the best part is when you do it and you figure out the number, and then the person who posted is like, "No, you're wrong." I'm like, "No, I'm not wrong." Uh, actually, what I'm telling you right now is what I just put in fits the thing that you put up. So it's still right, even if you don't think it is. Boom. But that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's the other two in the best for us uh, right now. And again, it's just built on this psychological factor of like, how are you fucking up? How, how are you the one that was responsible for the problem that you're in? And it creates that tension. And then, of course, when they get to the product, like it wasn't really your fault. It wasn't, you didn't know any better. Why would you know better? Nobody has told you the truth about this. Cosmo has been lying to you for years and years and years. Tangentially, one more thing before we actually, before I let you guys talk. One of my favorite, we get a lot of questions to Michael Fury in my business. We get people that write us and they ask him questions and they ask all sorts of things. They say things like, um, uh, should I, should I fuck my boss? And I usually say, no, it's usually a bad idea. And other things like that. My favorite though, was one woman who wrote in, it was about her boss. And she said, why would my boss have sex with me if he doesn't want to leave his wife for me? And I was like, cause, cause, cause he wants to have sex with you. Like it just did not make any sense to her whatsoever that those two things would be separate when it's like, cause you're like 25 and he's a 50 year old dentist who does not feel respected by anyone <laughs> in his life. And you're willing to do this with him. That's why. So that was your free romantic advice for the day. Oh my God. <laughs> now you're accomplishing so much on this podcast. Totally. But... Yeah. Now to go to the marketing side of it. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with that winning ad how long <laughs> yeah what a transition how long does that ad actually work when you're kind of scaling it that rapidly when you find that winning ad on youtube for example is it you something know, I mean, out for months or are you interchanging it pretty often well i would say that um we should you know our original one the forward question one we should have been refreshing that much more often but like i said i was often uh, i was dealing with some personal issues as they say and we didn't really have a copywriter in-house that could kind of pull the weight for that so you know, ideally, I mean, the guys that are doing huge numbers on e-com and shit, they're doing new ads every week, right? They're just like cycling and cycling and cycling. If we're drawing, if we're doing enough um, traffic, enough volume, we'll be, we'll be doing new ads more often. And I'll be pulling what hair I have left on my chest, I suppose, out in order to figure it out. Um, but like that forward question one, I mean, we ran that successfully and profitably at, you know, smaller volume, but still profitable for like two and a half years, right? Which is insane. Um, we yeah. should have. We should have. Wow. But again, I just couldn't fucking beat it until I figured out some some new stuff. I think we have two or three that are actually beating. It right now. We should have a new segment of the show, Dylan, which is longest lasting ad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad idea. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, it'd probably be pretty tied to the rich ad uh, segment. Yeah, we'll we'll make but, it like uh, a, we'll make it like a um a an endurance thing. Yeah, the endurance. The endur Yeah, whose ad works the longest. Yeah, three awesome. and a half years okay. later, I forgot to pause it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Funnel Dash's ad card, the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend. And if you're an ad agency that manages seven or even eight figures a year in media and ad spend for your clients, 
and you're looking to double your profits over the next six to 12 months, then check out AdCard. See, the typical agency model is this. You charge 10% of your spend, you make 10 to 20% margin at the end of the day. So that's really one to 2% of your client's spend that is profit in your business. The easiest way to double that is to really find a way to earn in that one to 2% cash back of the card that is on file of your clients' ad account. And before AdCard, what you had to do was invoice all your clients for their ad spend up front, which is really difficult on a cash flow basis and very difficult ask. And then you had to put the card on your own Amex or whatever card of choice to get that level of value back into your business. With AdCard, it's entirely different and streamlined. You simply get your clients on AdCard and make yourself the agency of record and you'll get the cash back as long as you're managing the ad spend. It's a great way to double your profit without doing any additional work. Check it out at FunnelDash.com. Let's talk about a, let's talk about some failures though. I want to sure, dive yeah. into a poor ad. Well, my I'm first sure marriage not... failed really badly. Oh, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just like the weaving in of uh, a relationship advice and sex advice with marketing is what I do. Just, Just I will tell you. I will tell you everything I've written in my sex relate my my relationship advice stuff probably comes from things I learned in marketing. So hey, yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's all copy. Uh, that, it's all copy. That's amazing. So I want to hear about a uh, an ad that that you know wasn't like a quick loss for you, but something that you you really just got really attached to and you wanted to make it work so bad and you just kept trying i've had offers before you know so here's the thing the reason the, the why i have been successful copywriting wise and marketing wise is because i'm pretty creative right i think we'd agree on that yeah. i come up with ideas yeah. that most people don't come up with plain and simple yeah. most people aren't yeah. sitting around being like let's create text the romance back or make him worship you or any of the crazy fucking shit I've done over the years. I've written some really wacky ads, things like that. The problem with that is you can get real impressed with yourself real quick, right? Like you can have, say, what I had in the uh, years ago, which was like six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 things I launched back to back that all did fucking amazing. And all of a sudden I'm making millions of dollars a year and blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, man, people tell me I'm fucking incredible at this. I must be a genius, especially if you're bipolar and don't know it because, you know, there you go. So I came up with this idea, like, I think it was right after Language of Desire. And we were trying to figure out what our next thing was. And we we're like, man, we do really well on relationship advice. Why don't we like try to get into like um, personal development stuff, right? And so like, what could it be? What could we come up with? And we're like, well, what if we could come up with a way to take like astrology, which I personally feel is absolute bullshit because it is. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm not a believer. Uh, I do like the monkeys though. But um uh, why don't we take that and why don't we take like a, a, like psychology and why don't we like put them together? So we came up with an idea. I remember the meeting. I was there with uh, somebody who used to work, work with me and, and a couple other people. And we said, why don't we call it the Psystrology method? And the idea was to take these two things like like personality tests kind of things on this other thing and put it together and i wrote a vsl and we you know we, we ended up putting it out we didn't really do much with it it was doing fine it was like we test had a few people test it and it was getting like you know low average kind of conversions kind of things like that but it failed miserably and i think largely it failed miserably because a i was too impressed with myself and we didn't really have a good hook and b i just know for a fact because i'm a reasonable person that astrology is bullshit <laughs> And if you disagree with me and you're listening to this, I respect you as a human. I respect your right to believe things with no actual evidence. 
but you are wrong. <laughs> okay, but like, why do you think it failed? I mean, besides uh, I, astrology sucks and we don't believe in it. Yeah, no, I think it largely failed because I got too impressed with myself and didn't do the real research. I didn't really, uh, love, I didn't really love the niche, right? I was just doing it because I thought it would be fun. It was a niche that looked interesting. Um, I didn't, I'm, not, I'm not personally into it the same way I'm not personally into Forex trading, right? I'm just never going to write a Forex trading letter because I think it's boring as fuck and I don't want to, plain and simple, right? So I think that's a large part of it. And again, it was just, I think it was largely arrogance as well. I had been so successful back to back. And like I said, undiagnosed mental illness, that's a whole thing. And I just, uh, I just, I just thought I could just be the cock of the walk and walk in there and just take over the way I had the relationship niche. And that isn't always true. And as you get older, young yeah. man, you will discover that. <laughs> well, I think that's, that's pretty, I mean, like, what does that really mean though? Like when, when your ego somewhat takes over, it somewhat means like, Hey, I think I can kind of, you know, spin up an offer, use my salesmanship more than like actual, you know, customer research, knowledge of the product, knowledge of the the ecosystem and the, and the, the competitors yeah. and the relevancy at the time. Where I really get into trouble and I'm getting better about it now is I fall into the trap of thinking that I'm so good at the copywriting thing and I'm good at it. You know, I'm, I'm good at it. It's what I do that I can kind of write my way out of not really having a core, wonderful, big idea or a really good mechanism, right? Mm -hmm. Where you're like, Oh, I'll just use so much emotion and so much empathy and so much had adness basically that nobody will notice that there's nothing here whatsoever <laughs> and they'll yeah. buy the product anyway. And a certain percentage do, but if you're going to get to that really high level, you have to have all the, you know, this, this shit is harder to do than it used to be. As we all know, 10 years ago, it was, if we, if we all knew 10 years ago, we know now we'd, we'd all be retired because <laughs> we you know, <laughs> had to get so much better at this over the last decade. Yeah. Oh man, that's amazing. I, uh, thanks for diving into that. Yeah, no problem. You to tell people that you have an ego problem, which not anymore. I, don't I could have told you that a while no, ago. I, did. I, I, I will admit this. I will admit this. I was uh, very impressed, but Zach, as you know, so here's a, here's a quick tip for life. People having been somebody who in the past was extraordinarily arrogant and extraordinarily impressed with myself. And I'm not as much anymore that my self-esteem is healthy. Um, I will tell you, that when somebody goes around bragging about themselves all the time, they don't believe a fucking word of it. Plain and simple. The more somebody brags about something, the less they believe it's true. Fact Ooh. of life. So look Ooh. at our ex-president, for instance, and every single thing he ever said, he knows he has a small penis. He knows it. <laughs> he doesn't want to admit it, but he sees his hands. He sees them with his little Diet Coke. You know, he sees oh them. God. And he knows that no matter how many porn stars lie to him, it's tiny down there. Oh, <laughs> we almost like cut that last comment out. Oh, um, come now. But no, I'm just, I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing. Let's talk. Let's transit. You're making these transitions so sharp, dude. It's man it's having health. Yeah. Totally. This is fun. So let's talk Podcasts about Podcasts are fun. I got to do a podcast. This is super easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about a financial principle of, yeah. of how. I, Particularly, I want to lean into like how you manage, you know, the the influx of of, of cash when you were, you know, had six, yeah. you know, seven home runs back yeah. to back. Yeah, you know, a lot of people are are you know rolling in, in, in Lambos and mansions, nope. and um, nope. you you know, despite your ego, you you, you kept a pretty humble lifestyle. Uh, yep. And I would love to kind of just 
dive into what are some financial principles of, of yeah, how you yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, so I was broke for a long time. I was not poor because I know actually poor people, you know, like poor people who are yeah. like, oh my God, I can't get food. That's actually poor. But I was, you know, broke enough that I, I didn't go to a restaurant for like five years because the idea of going to a restaurant, you know, I made less than... 25 grand for most of my 20s. And then all of a sudden I made like 300 grand one year, which was pretty fucking awesome or 200 grand or whatever it was. Um, so I don't know. I think I just, and my parents were both, uh, they both were raised like actually poor and then they started making a little bit of money. So they spent like it was going out of style, right? They just like to buy stuff. So for whatever reason, my brother and I are both relatively non-materialistic. Uh, my brother does pretty well in the finance world and he drives a Subaru and I do pretty well in our world. And I also drive a Subaru. They're great cars. Get a Subaru. Um, but when I started making money, my initial instinct was not to go out and, you know, show off and get a big watch and a lot of other shit like that. My instinct was to save as much fucking money as I could because I knew from the beginning, uh, having been in a car wreck that almost killed me and having dealt with a bunch of other stuff, winter is coming, motherfucker. Like, you know, I don't care who you are. I don't care. We, you, know, you know how it is, Zach. You see these kids like a geek out who are 22 and they're smart. They're real smart and they work real hard and man, they have no fucking idea what's coming, right? They have no idea whatsoever. A, how making money and having people know about it can really fuck you up, by the way. Uh, and B, it ain't going to last forever, no matter how smart you are. I promise you. Like it just isn't. At some point, life is going to come up and it's going to kick you real hard in the balls, and et cetera. So I, I, the first year I made seven figures, I saved seven figures. Like I put away over a million dollars the first year that I made any money. I'm not, and you know, I basically what I did is I, I knew somebody who was pretty well off and I went to this person and I said, you're really well off and you've been doing this a long time. And he said, here's my financial advisor, work with her. And I did, and it's done pretty well. Now, granted, I have not had like the, I invested in Uber at two cents or something like that. And it took off, but I've got my money put away uh, and it's doing fine for me. And it's what got me through a tremendous amount of health and personal shit over the last six, seven years. So now why do you say, you said uh, just a few minutes ago, you said that other people knowing about how much money you're making, yeah. can really you up. Well, yeah. like, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. That shit's fucked is what it is. Um, so I had this weird experience, right? So I did the Michael Fiore stuff. And suddenly Michael Fiore, my alter ego was going on television and doing all this shit and had like a best-selling book on Amazon and all this other kind of thing. So from one direction, I'm getting like the weird fame thing to a small degree where people occasionally would see me in public and be like excited because they thought I was this guy named Michael Fiore, which was really, really weird. And on the other side, I was doing pretty well and I, you know, whatever else in marketing and copywriting world. So I go to these conferences and people would treat me like I was a rock star and all that shit. And what's the number one, the number one thing you should never, ever do with a person who was undiagnosed bipolar? Tell them how awesome they are because they will believe <laughs> you. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I just... I had the experience during that time of just like learning that you can't necessarily trust anybody if they come from the world where you having money matters to them in any way, or if they feel like they can get anything out of you. Right. So I pretty quickly figured out that my real friends were the friends I had when I was dead fucking broke and we played D and D in a friend's basement and we <laughs> still do. Right. As opposed to these people who are either just trying to star fuck you literally or figuratively or are just like, they just see, they're like, Oh, well, Chris, if Chris mails my offer in the relationship space, that can make or break my launch and and simple. And it could, right. Yeah. I could do a couple thousand sales off my shit at that point. So I think you just, you stop being able to trust the people actually want to be there with you. When, when we were in Miami a week or two ago, and I see, I'm thinking of one guy in particular, who's a media buyer, seems like a nice enough guy. 
man, does he really have to keep posting these pictures of him with hot chicks in Miami who are only posing with him because they think they can get money out of him? <laughs> I know. Like, exactly. I'm, 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 I'm not impressed. Um, and he's not really impressed either. I don't think, I think he's just trying to prove that he's worth something because everyone that I know in the marketing world is from the Island of misfit toys. None of us were particularly popular in high school. None of us were good with women when we were younger, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now we just want to feel good about ourselves. So we kind of soak up this false praise and get in a lot of trouble. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, to kind of, we had a little recording yesterday, so we're back in action. So I kind of came back to Chris and saying, you know, Hey, what that with that savings kind of, you know, is that investments is it in the bank account, just so you know, more transparency, because a lot of people, you know, in the marketing realm, it's easy to rack up money, but what to do with it? That's, that's a whole nother ball game there. <laughs> so it's well, and a lot of people in the marketing world. Well, you know, this most people are full of shit, right? Like most people are broke, and actually are just kind of fronting and pretending. Most people that are posting pictures of their hot cars don't actually own those cars in the first place, or they do own those cars, but they have like a like a one bedroom apartment in Pasadena or something like that, right? Um, it's all bullshit. You know, it's it's marketing world. People are fucking full of shit for a living. It's it's what we're good at. So I, I always try to be the person to go around to deflate that stuff a little bit because I think it's better to actually. I don't know, man. Like. It's not like we said this before, before we started, I was talking about how like um, uh, money won't buy you happiness, but it can buy you any kind of misery you want. And that's kind of true. I think we all know people for whom making money was the worst fucking thing that could happen to them in their entire life uh, and has kind of destroyed their relationships, et cetera. So when I, when it kind of happened to me, I tried to be smart about it and not let it get to me, to my identity too much. And actually I will tell you when I got really sick and I stopped making millions of dollars a year for, for a while there, um, it was interesting because I, I had attached my identity to the idea of making a bunch of money. Right. And then when that stops, you're like, well, who the fuck am I, if I'm not the guy who makes all that money? And it really led me to have to uh, do a lot of work on myself and figure out, okay, where do I have value as a human being without that? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Just like yeah. getting into it, man. That's a really surface level conversations <laughs> instead. <laughs> Wow, this we have amazing. this great picture of Zach, it, dude. Uh, who cannot seem to talk to us right now. It's frozen. He's <laughs> frozen in a really interesting way. Um, Mouth, you know, it's, it's kind of like the look that you see on like old paintings where there's like some rich guy, like a lord, and he's got like his dog on his lap, but he's not allowed to smile in the photo. He just kind of has to stare off into space. It's quite beautiful. I wish you guys could see it. <laughs> but what else should we it's talk so about? Since Zach is just gone in the wind now. Can you handle it? I'm trying to think what else we should cover because my God, the cash flow, the savings, the rich ad, the poor ad. This has been super insightful, man. I can talk forever, as you know. So you just give me a topic and I'll, I'll go off on it somehow or another. Huh. Make politics, though, I'll piss me down. Well, you're well. Okay, cool. Couple recording issues, but got to close it out strong. So the stuff Chris, I man. said while they weren't recording though was life changing and would have made you each at least seventeen thousand dollars in the next twenty four hours. But it's gone, and you're never going to hear it now, ever, ever, ever. So blame technology, not me. And it's recurring, Zach. That's mm -hmm. on you, man. That's on it's you. All, it's all on you, Zach. Shit. <laughs> so Chris, man, tuna yeah. sent anything exciting in the pipeline coming up? You kind of want people to check out or pay attention oh, to man uh let me see i have a new offer that i'm doing with some friends that's uh looking pretty good right now it's a supplement offer the testing is looking real good we have a a real nice roas that's industry speak for return on ad spend if you don't know what that is it's pretty cool um and what else am i doing people keep telling me i need to like do more shit and like do this money fingers method course that i've 
talked about doing for years and I actually have most of the content already, but I just don't feel like it because I'm lazy. Um, and I don't know what else, you know, I'm finally kind of, uh, doing, I've been working like properly since my whole health issue. I've finally really been working for the last six months or so. So it feels good to be kind of back in the saddle a little bit and figuring out what happens next. But as I said, uh, life is uh, for the people that have done well or are going to do well, life is going to kick your ass. Don't think that you're going to keep having hit after hit forever because eventually shit's going to happen. So save your fucking money and don't be stupid. Oof. And how can people find you if they want to get in touch, Chris? Uh, Facebook's good. You know, just look for the guy with the mustache on Facebook. That's me. <laughs> Chris, Chris dot. I think it's just Chris dot had ad on Facebook. Um, there might be an M in there somewhere, but you can pick it. You can find out where. Hell yeah. Well, Chris, mm-hmm. man, thanks for jumping on. This was super insightful and good conversation across the yeah. board. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Anytime. Awesome. All right. Cool, man. so much for listening to another episode of the rich ad poor ed podcast if you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go go ahead and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify youtube and richadpoored.com slash podcast and if you absolutely love the show go ahead and leave a review and a comment share with a friend if you do take a copy screenshot of it email me zach at funnel-com show me you left a review and i'll give you a free copy of the rich ad poor ed book to learn more about the book go to richadpoored.com to leave a review, go to richadpored.com slash review. Thanks again.